I've been recording things and not posting them the last uh, the last day or so. I recorded a few things yesterday. Today's Wednesday, October the thirteenth. Wednesday the thirteenth, and I need to turn down the Price is Right volume here. It's just ending. It's lunchtime. It's noon. So I figured I'd pick up the recorder here. The recorder. The phone. With the, I'd pick up the old pocket tape recorder. You know what's crazy? It wasn't that long ago that I bought a pocket tape recorder. I feel like even after... I could be wrong. No, I guess it was before I had a smartphone. Because I wanted a pocket tape recorder for... I don't even know what. Like, what am I going to do with this? Record voices? Record... Uh, something record stuff i think i I think that was the the original podcast idea was like hey i'll get a pocket tape recorder and i'll record stuff and then put it on a thing and then put it in a pot and didn't work it never worked anyway here i am talking into the recorder the old tape recorder here the old apple tape recorder uh yeah i recorded some stuff yesterday uh by the time you're hearing this I, i did record my nfl uh, the recap of week five, a look ahead to week six. Great, good. You've already heard that or skipped over it if you're not a football fan. Uh, but now we have, uh, you know, one thing I, I recorded a few pieces uh, and just, I don't know. I record stuff and then I just, I don't I don't like it. It's annoying. I don't know. It's I feel like I, I just don't like it. So I don't post it. But uh, which is why I should just do these all live. That way, I have no choice. Whatever I say has been said, and there's no turning back. It's done. That's the problem. When I was doing these podcasts on the computer, I would record a line and say, "I don't love that," and then I'd stop recording and just scroll back over it and wipe it out, wipe it from existence, wipe it off the face of the planet forever. But anyway, if I did these podcasts live, then I would probably do it once a month because that's how often I would have time to get set up and do some live thing. I did that Facebook Live. You remember that last year, start of the pandemic? Uh, Hey, we'll do some fun live uh, Facebook birthday boy podcasts every week. It was fun, but it was uh, it's it's just I don't know. It's not the live thing that bothers me. I could go live on the air and all that stuff. It's not. (laughs) The thing about Facebook Live is you don't know if anybody's going to watch, and it tells you. It tells you exactly who is watching and how many people, and if that number is zero, you kind of feel like an asshole. Uh, but nevertheless, it's still still good fun. And then I have to go and like, okay, I'm recording this. I'm posting this on Facebook. I'm also recording it on the computer, and I have to go. It's just it's a lot of work. Uh, so <laughs> this is what... This is what it's become. The podcast has become me talking into the phone. And it's there's still too many steps. I know I have a friend who uses some podcast app where you just record it on your phone and then boop, it, you can put it right into the app. And that's that's it. You're done. Your podcast is out there. And I still have it set up where I need to convert the file and then put it out on the thing and add a description and all that stuff. So it's still... Even though it's as as easy as it can be for me to just pick up the phone and record something, there's still a couple extra steps, which I then that's why stuff gets recorded. Like my NFL stuff gets recorded every Tuesday, and then I usually forget to post it until an hour before the the game starts on Thursday night. So 
got to get better at that. But that's uh, that's where we're, that's what we've come to is just recording things into the phone. And I think that's I think that's what it's going to be forever. Because at this point, the phone has gotten to a point where the audio quality on the phone, on this recording on the phone, is damn near just as good as when I was using a really nice microphone on a on a computer. So why set up all that stuff on the computer? I hate, you know, you put the headphones on. I don't like the headphones. I like to make this as natural as possible. I don't have many conversations with many people wearing headphones. So, as as such, I like to record a podcast with no headphone and try to keep it as natural as possible. Even though it's usually just me in an empty room, pacing back and forth, I still... I want to have that natural feeling. And if I have to set up a thing and put a microphone in front of me, the microphone's fine. But put the headphones on and do all this stuff. And then I, then I hear my own voice in my e- right in my ear while I'm talking. It just, I don't know. I always wonder that too. I, you watch some people on radio who have, you know, they have these simulcasts and things. And you watch them doing their, their show, uh, you know, on ESPN or sports, whatever sports network they're on. And you say, okay. Some people, like Dan Patrick has headphones on. They had a whole thing on his show yesterday because his headphones uh, the, his headphones shit the bed and he had to, they were trying different headphones and they didn't work and he's, he's, it's all live on the air. It was quite, quite entertaining. Probably not so much the audio, but the video was entertaining. But then you have some folks who do their, their TV you know, and they, they don't have any headphones on. I'm sure they have the little, you know, they have the earpiece in and stuff like that. But anyway, I always wonder. It's always interesting. And like a Howard Stern, he has the headphones on, I'm pretty sure. I prefer to do it without, I prefer no headphones. I like to just, I like to just freeball it. I'm just freeballing. I had something to say and I've completely forgotten. Yeah, it's been a fun, fun couple of days uh john gruden he's out as the raiders head coach i i feel like i've talked about this 15 times and it's only because i have and just never posted it because i don't like what i have to say about it um i'm glad he's gone i'm glad he's fired he has no place i'm sorry it's not cancel culture it's uh it's accountability culture or or uh consequence culture i guess i don't know like you can't Rich Eisen said this yesterday on his show. I caught a few minutes of it. I don't really usually pay much attention to Rich Eisen. I don't, he's, he's fine. He's good. Uh, I don't really watch or listen to his show all that much. Uh, but he follows Dan Patrick, and I, you know, came was getting lunch, and he first five minutes he was uh, his his whole intro was about John Gruden, and if you don't know, John Gruden resigned. Uh, Sunday, Monday, maybe Monday morning or Sunday. I don't remember when exactly, but he coached the game. I do believe they lost to the to the Bears. The Raiders lost to the Bears on Sunday. Uh, he coached the in the game, and as somebody, I think it was Dan Patrick, made the point. Gruden probably, and this it's not unreasonable to think that Gruden probably assumed, or at the very least, hoped that. Given the record that that team has or had going into the weekend, they had one loss heading into Sunday's game against the Bears. He might have been thinking, "Hey, I, I might be able to, I may, might be able to skate through this. It's not a great look, but we'll get another win. We'll beat the Bears. The record's good, and they'll say, "Hey, we can't, we can't lose our coach right now with this with this great record that we have." 
but then, of course, they lost. And also, I, I don't know if that was his attitude. It probably is. I think a lot of people probably see themselves as more important than they are. And Gruden, I think, I think what, we, what we found out over the last 20 years is Gruden's a pretty average coach. He won a Super Bowl which you could argue maybe it was or was not Tony Dungy's team. But, of course, he won it against the team that he had just left. So that's yeah, that's pretty impressive. He leaves the Raiders in, what, 2001 or whatever it is. And uh, and then he goes and goes to Tampa Bay, brings them to the Super Bowl, and their opponents are his Raiders team. Okay, and then that's it. He peaks. Uh, January of 2003 is when John Gruden peaks and <laughs> winning the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay and then having like some like okay seasons after that and then having some lousy seasons and then spending what close to a decade in the Monday Night Football booth and then coming back to coaching and uh, what is his third year, fourth year and just, you know, being okay. Not a, not a great... Not a great Raiders team. This is probably the best record that they've had since he went back to coaching the team. I don't know. But it's still, you know, he's just like... Keyshawn Johnson said he was like a used car salesman, like a like a total fraud. I don't know that he's a total fraud. I don't think... I just... I can't swallow that you can be a head coach in the National Football League and win a Super Bowl or just being a coach, period, and winning any games. I just... I have a hard time swallowing that you could be a total fraud. And and hey, listen, I read Gruden's book. I remember working at Barnes and Noble, and I was just so into football. It was like my early days of just really getting into football, and thinking, hey, maybe I'll be a football coach. <laughs> so I read Gruden's book, and in the whole book, it's terrible. The book stinks because all it is, he's literally giving you plays and like the names of these horrible, like you know. Stupid code word trips, wag, front, slot, slant, left, up, down, up, up, down, down, left, right. That's like the name of a play. And he's talking about, and then, but then we decided to call an audible and go with the triple, double, duck, dumb, dumb, whatever, stupid, flippity, floppity, bippity, boppity, <laughs> whatever the stupid names of the plays are. He's just reading it. I'm like, this sucks. <coughs> this is just like, this is such a small audience for this book because he's really literally talking about the actual plays and the names of the plays and then switching to another play and the name of the play takes up half the page. But like, yeah, the guy, the guy knows stuff about football, obviously. Um, you know, he's a weirdo. He says weird things in the Monday night football booth. He said, you know, just, but that's kind of part of the charm, right? Like, like Dennis Eckersley, and the Red Sox games talking about like the, you know, throwing the cheese. Here comes that hot cheese, whatever the whatever the hell he says. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? What cheese are you talking? But it's like, ah, uh, okay, that's cute. And then you know, John Madden, who knew what the hell he was saying half the time? But it still somehow made sense. You know, the team, the team with the most points at the end of the game is the team that's going to win the game. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, coach. That's wow. They're paying you the big bucks for that kind of insight so okay Adam Hoon, maybe that's this does go back to my thing that i said last week or sometime I, I believe i said this on the podcast is none of it makes a ton of sense to me when i look at these things it's like you're just the 
the play is give the ball to somebody and have them move it that way. And we drop, you know, they drop these plays and this analysis and, you know, looking at the, oh, and this is the, this is the formation and this guy's in the, in the back to the secondary and the tertiary and this guy's in the slot, the slant slot left. So I, I don't, I, it doesn't, none of it, I haven't taken the time to really give a shit about it or really even learn it. Uh, I, I briefly had a period where probably during that time where I would, I would write, I would be at my job at Barnes and Noble. I would be writing X's and O's on little pieces of paper that I was going to go home and, and put those plays into the Madden football game and see if they worked. And they sometimes did, but I don't think it was anything, you know, I don't think it was anything that somebody hadn't done before. It's like, okay, we'll do some, you know, here, there's some weird stuff that shows up once in a while, that wildcat stuff where one guy's going right, one guy's going left, and then he tosses it to the other guy, and the other guy, the quarterback isn't the one who launches. He tosses it to some other dude, and that dude throws the ball. And Okay, there's weird shit like that, but I, I don't know. To me, it's just like, yeah, it's it's – you watch Hard Knocks, and it's just a bunch of like cliches. These guys, you know, listen, we're gonna win. We're a team, one game at a time. I'm not worried about what's happening three weeks from now. I'm worried about what's happening Sunday. Here's who we're playing Sunday. Here's who I care about. You guys are a team. You watch out for each other. You protect each other. And then some fucking stupid analogy to war or something. We're going to war. <laughs> this is the battlefield. And just all this, it's just a lot of motivational crap that, listen, it works on stupid people. And what are most football players? Let's be honest. What are most, most athletes are pretty stupid. I mean, they're not, they're not of the highest. Yeah, there's a, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers is good at Jeopardy. Okay, that's fine. Does Tom Brady strike you as the most intelligent human being who's ever, does Rob Gronkowski Look like a high IQ individual? Nope. No. Gronk is not winning any uh, any of those academic bowls. He's not going on Granite State Challenge. And you know, and that's the kind of stuff you know. It works on it works on it works on stupid people. That motivational stuff that just I wish it worked on me. I wish I could like listen to a rah rah speech and get fired up about something, but. That doesn't, that's not how it goes for me. Anyway, I feel like the people who are best at that stuff are going to get, going to at least be able to get some kind of career in football going as a coach. You know who's not, you know who I don't think is good at that stuff? Belichick. I can't imagine Belichick has given a worthwhile motivational speech ever in his life. And that's why Belichick has been the coach for 20 years because he's, He's one of those guys that's not a fraud because he just keeps winning. Yeah, okay, he doesn't have Brady anymore, and, and it's it's not quite what it used to be, but he's still, yeah, they're winning. They won the last couple. They're still winning games. They didn't have a total shit season last year. It wasn't great. They didn't make the playoffs, so it's not, not a success by any means, but I don't know if it was a total failure. But either way, the guy's been a winner uh, more often than he's been a loser, Gruden is right around 50%. And he's like, he's heralded as this great, one of the great coaches of all time. He just spent 10 years in the Monday Night Football broadcast booth. 
uh, you know, maybe, maybe, you know who hasn't been in the broadcast booth uh, lately? Say it again, Belichick. And uh, how about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers. Not a fraud. I guarantee, but the difference is I can see Mike Tomlin giving probably, he seems like the kind of guy, I don't know if it's motivational. He seems, seems, seems like the guy who would give like angry speech. Maybe that's that's what these guys, they're not interested in the motivational crap. Just fucking go win. That's what Belichick probably says. Just fucking, we've been practicing this shit. We've been reviewing these the game film and the footage and the plays and all this stuff. Just fucking go apply it and win the goddamn game. And, you know, and you've got these other guys who have the, you know, talking about teamwork. You know, you guys are athletes. They put extra syllables. That's how you know they're, they put extra syllables in, in the word athlete. And they, we're going to get motivated. This is a, you know, and they have the whole big speech and, and the team gets fired up. And I could, I could, I guess I could see Gruden doing something like that and just, just being kind of a likable guy talking about the team. We're going to get that, whatever he says. I don't know. I can't even come up with something. But anyway, yeah, so maybe maybe John Gruden was a was a, a fraud to some degree. I could buy that because he's he's a he's a right around 50%. He's won half of the games that he's coached and he's lost half of them. Yeah, and he won a Super Bowl. Can't take that away from him. So okay, he's he's better than that bottom 50%, but probably not by too much compared to yeah. Compared to like a, a a Tomlin, a Belichick, Pete Carroll, any of these coaches who just like they win, they win in college, they win in the NFL, they just yeah. Anyway, uh, and that's a smart guy. Like Pete Carroll's a smart guy. Belichick's a smart guy. Tom, these guys, smart guys. Gruden, I I don't look at Gruden and say yeah, that's that's a high IQ individual. Just somebody who. Who can talk the talk and knows a lot about the little you know football plays and things that occasionally get one right. If you if you come up with enough of these ridiculous cockamamie plays, one of them is going to work somewhere, right? And probably more than once. What doesn't work is homophobia, racism, the usual shit that we're just so fucking tired of at this point. And it's one thing to be, look, I was reading through that stupid art journal of mine the other day, and I didn't like what I saw. I mean, some of it was, like, funny, but I didn't like the part where I said something about being uncomfortable with homosexuality, which is so stupid. But I was 20. It's over 20 years have passed. Not the same guy that wrote those words that you're listening to right now. Uh, because you then that's part of it, right? You have certain beliefs and certain opinions and certain things that you believe, and they're you know some are good, some are bad, some are right, some are wrong. There's gray area. There's this. There's that. Uh, and and I, I you you hopefully I guess as as human beings as we get older and get out of our teens and our early twenties where like where the brain is developed pretty much right by by early 20s i guess and then you spend the rest of that time trying to figure out like okay what's what am i doing wrong and certainly when you get into your 30s that's when you really do that that self-inventory evaluation what am i doing wrong 
hey, you know what? I've probably been uh, in my 20s, uh, late teens, 20s, eh, a bit of a homophobe. I should work on that. Figure out what the hell's wrong inside of me that's making me. And maybe it's just nothing. Maybe that's just because that's the way it is. And so you kind of grow and you say, yeah, that's a, a horrible perspective on things. And I mean, Jesus, I, I, we were talking about the real world the other night, the TV show, The Real World. They had Real World Brooklyn. I, you know, the show became very uninteresting right or you know in the late 90s early 2000s i was pretty much done with the show and then in 2009 they had a season that i really liked it was real world brooklyn and they had characters that kind of you know felt sort of old school felt like 90s characters and i was i was really into it and they had the first trans person on the show and yeah some of the people were sensitive uh and accepting and tolerant and all that stuff and then others pretty much the dudes were saying horrible you know saying, you know, it instead of she or they or them and just really mean stuff. And I remember watching it and just thinking like, yeah, I don't I don't I don't get it. And that's that's 29-year-old me. And I didn't get it. And now I do get it. Because you long before even having a having a child having a child who's who's trans, who's LGBTQ any of that stuff, you just, you know, I I kind of stopped and I'm like well, what the fuck does this matter to me? And I didn't understand it because I thought, okay, this is somebody who wants to, I thought it was all about, okay, this is somebody who wants to, you know, uh, wear a wig and and and, and uh, somebody who was born a male who wants to dress like a woman. No, it's not that. You, But that's the thing. You go out and you fucking figure out, what am I missing? How? Where am I ignorant uh, about all this shit? What do I need to, what do I need to change about myself <laughs> as I'm as I'm viewing people who are different than me, and then you realize, oh, a, a trans person is somebody who was a, assigned a particular gender when they were born, and that's not the gender the gender they identify with. And it's not just some like thing. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just a it's a trend, it's a fad, it's a mental disorder, it's this, it's that. It's not. It's really fucking not. Um, <laughs> which which I've known for a long time and can tell you firsthand <laughs> that it's absolutely nothing like that. Uh, but that's part of it, right? Like I read the stupid uh, my stupid Cinema One Twenty Two journal from two thousand one when I was twenty years old, writing about like, well, I don't have a problem with homosexuality, but I feel uncomfortable and I don't wish to. I'll just shut up. Just fuck off. But that's what you do. You spend the next however many years fixing uh, fixing the things about yourself that need to be fixed as far as your outlook, getting outside of the bubble, having different experiences with new people, different people, and understanding understanding other people who are not the same as you. Getting out of the fucking bubble is so goddamn important. But anyways, uh, my only point in saying all of this is John Gruden's emails, which were homophobic, and they were racist, and he used the F word, F-A-G-G, he used that word, faggot, I'll just say, Uh, and he had racist things to say, something about, you know, queers in the locker room when that, uh, was it Michael Sam, is that the guy's name, he was the first openly gay player drafted in the NFL, 
and about how, you know, oh, Jeff Fisher had to draft him. Uh, Jeff Fisher, also a, a very, seems like a very nice guy. And, and the joke, Jeff Fisher is kind of his own meme because he's just perpetually, Jeff Fisher, Jeff Fisher any team that he has coached, Tennessee Titans, LA Rams, whatever it's been, it's just been seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. It's just like my it's just like my picks every week. I'm this season so far I've been like the Jeff Fisher of picking football games. You know, I might have a good uh, oh, I went ten and six this time, and then it's back to eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine. And that's Jeff Fisher's coaching record. Uh and he did he did go to a Super Bowl. Uh when he was coaching Tennessee, wasn't that the wasn't that the the Rams where he lost to the Rams? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Anyway, who cares? Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so John Gruden is not twenty years old, even though these emails are maybe ten years old, maybe five years old. I don't know when he was still working with ESPN. John Gruden wrote had some email exchanges with an executive, by the way. And the fact of the matter is John Gruden wasn't 20 years old. It also wasn't something that was just going into a little journal that was being handed into a professor. Not that that makes a difference. But he was writing an email to an executive in the National Football League and used the word faggot. And at that point, John Gruden had to have been, I don't know, mid-40s, late-40s, early-50s. I don't know how old he is. I know he was young when they won the Super Bowl, but... He's he's he certainly has to be in his mid to late fifties now, if not early sixties. I don't even, I don't know. So, anyways, he's an adult, and not a fresh, brand new adult who's like you know teens, early to mid twenty. No, 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 an adult who's been an adult for quite some time. So to actually type that word in an email and then hit send to another person on an ESPN company email. To another, to an executive of the NFL, just kind of makes you a piece of shit. And I've always sort of liked Chucky. I've always liked Gruden. He's just kind of, you know, he's Gruden. He's a character. We like, that's a, a lot of times these these coaches get far in life because they're just characters. Again, yeah, they might be a total fraud. But they're these larger-than-life characters and they're entertaining. And they maybe they're easy, you know, for like that Frank Caliendo to make a whole career off imitations of, you know, Madden and W. Bush and Jim Rome and Gruden and Al Pacino and everybody else that he does. And, you know, he's been, he's, he's had a 20 plus year career off doing those imitations. And uh, part of that is, yeah, John Gruden is one of those characters. He's a character. And uh, generally, I've always found him to be a pretty likable character. I guess that's just it. It's just sort of a character. Maybe Keyshawn Johnson on ESPN has a point when he's saying, yeah, I always kind of thought he was full of shit. He always seemed like a car salesman, a used car salesman. He always seemed like a kind of a fraud to me, kind of a bullshit artist. And that's probably true because obviously the real John Gruden, the the guy we see in the Monday Night Football broadcast booth and on the sidelines of the football games, coaching the games, Seems like an okay guy. I've always, I've always kind of been, been fond of the guy, frankly. And then when you see that, like, oh, he just flagrantly, you know, he had these feelings and had no problem expressing these feelings while employed 
by a company and using the company email to send these feelings to somebody else who happens to be an executive of the National Football League. And by the way, uh, what does this? What does that mean about the the executive that he was? I, I forgot the guy's name, but it's just like obviously it's not. I mean, Gruden is getting the he's getting all the attention right now. But again, just like most things, doesn't it? it does it not seem like the tip, the very tip of the iceberg? And not even a big chunk of ice sticking out, but like literally just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> and Gruden is that tip. We're just we're just looking at Gruden's tip right now. <laughs> but seriously, like if he's just flagrantly sending these emails, he's a like a high profile coach and broadcast guy. ESPN, he's Monday Night Football. I mean, that's he is an institution. That's major stuff. And he's just flagrantly sending these emails out. Like, what what other emails are there? If he feels comfortable doing that, like who else? All of them probably, unfortunately. Probably probably just about 90% of the coaches in the league, if not more. Maybe that's a low estimate. I don't know. Um but that's it's bad. And it's kind of like, yeah, Gruden, you're a, you're sort of a sack of shit, and I don't want you to have your job coaching anymore. And he doesn't. And he resigned, which is, you know, I guess that's that's the right thing. I'm sure if it were up to him, he probably wouldn't have. I'm sure he was sort of he was told to resign, or we'll, we will resign you, you your choice. And he said, okay, I'll 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 make the announcement. Uh, yeah. But to be a grown man, as as Rich Eisen was saying on his show yesterday, a, a, an adult person, to type the word faggot in an email and hit send, like, fuck you, dude. You fucking piece of shit. You know better. You absolutely, you absolutely know better, which means you know better. You've been around long enough to know how awful... And by the way, there's still people who use that. I think it's crazy. When I hear people in this day and age saying fag is like my jaw drops. I just can't because I can't tell you the last time that I've used that word. And yeah, I mean, look, grew up in the 90s. There was a time. I mean, it wasn't that long ago people were still using that word. If you look at movies from uh, 15 years ago. I was watching something the other day, and I can't remember what the hell it was. It wasn't that old. And they used that word. I'm like, oh, my God. And it's like, wow, yeah, right. They they wrote scripts that just casually had, had the word fag or faggy or something in it. And it's just crazy. You don't, if you're still using that word, like, stop. Stop. Ten years ago. But either way, stop now. You didn't stop 10 years. Stop now. It's really atrocious, atrocious word to use. It really is. And I know it's like you, it's, it, it becomes so automatic, you know, growing, if you grew up in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, I guess that was a word that just, you know, there's an office episode where they use that word frequently. Now it's, it's used. The context is, that Michael uses the word not knowing that Oscar is a gay man and that it's offensive. And he, Michael, learns <laughs> to the best extent that Michael Scott can learn a lesson. He he learns that he should not be using that word. So it's a little bit different. But 
yeah, well, you hear movies just kind of uh, from not that long ago where the where the characters are using that just as a as an insult, like the way you would you know say like asshole or something, like ah, oh, you fag. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dated. Get get it out of your fucking system, seriously. And Gruden obviously didn't get it out of his system because he's emailing it a few years ago like a jerk. Uh, so, but that's good. He shouldn't coach. Should he ever coach again? Eh, probably not. Because A, he's not that great, and B, like that's the real Gruden. I don't know. If Gruden goes out and he's... <laughs> He's marching in the parades and he's like advocating, not just not just saying, but doing, being out there in the community and spreading awareness and you know reforming to some degree. Uh, yeah, okay, all right, but I, hey, I'll <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. I guess. In any event, uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about Gruden, and I'll tell you who's who's got to be thrilled now. I probably already said this. Again, I can't remember the podcast that I recorded and posted versus the ones that I recorded that didn't post, so please forgive me if I'm repeating. But I'll tell you who's thrilled these last few days is Urban Meyer because all Urban Meyer did was potentially cheat on his wife. And maybe not. Either way, not a good look when some girl is grinding right up on your junk at your own restaurant, which, by the way, has a portrait of you and your wife just <laughs> over the bar uh and you're you're missing football important football engagements because by the way you are a national football league head coach and you're 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 putting those off putting your actual job off to the side to go to your bar in ohio instead of being in in florida and jacksonville with your team you're going to your to your restaurant and listening to tunes and having drinks and having some some girl grind up against you. That's nothing. At least he's just a scumbag. At least he's just a shitty coach and a shitty husband and a shitty father. <laughs> but hey, that's that's nothing compared to compared to Gruden. Just being a racist. And by the way, I'm I'm focusing on the homophobia of Gruden. There's some racist stuff in there too, where he's talking about somebody's lips and just like, oh my god, dude. And I don't have the whole thing in front of me because this is a very unprofessional podcast, and I don't have time to prep because again, I uh, nobody's paying me to do this. I'm I'm paying to do this podcast, <laughs> so you can you can find it on your own. It's all terrible things. Gruden's just a terrible person. And to like for Gruden to be able to go to a locker room, like to be able to say that about about black people, you know, making physical uh, jokes about whatever the hell he was saying, and to say to use the f word about gay people and talk about oh, I don't want no queers in the locker room, and then to go to the team and and they're supposed to trust you, like that's why Keyshawn's right, like he is, he's just a fucking fraud. Because the real Gruden is the guy that's in those emails. I, I don't know, man. Uh, so he's out. And Urban Meyer is probably sending him a bunch of gift baskets every day for the, for the rest of his life. Although, let's be honest, Urban Meyer, <laughs> he's, he's probably not too, too long for the world either as far as uh, coaching down there in Jacksonville. 
uh, but for different reasons. And, uh, yeah, if you're a shitty coach, you don't deserve to be coaching. And if you're a shitty person, you don't deserve that either. And not just a shitty person. I mean, there's lots of shitty people who have great jobs. When, you, when you've been caught being a giant fucking bigot, then bye-bye. There's the door. Get out and stay out. All right, gang. Talk to you next time. Later, Gators.